Welcome to Fine Rambles, number 127. Baby shark do 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 do. Baby shark do 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 do. Baby shark. Uh. <laughs> I don't know if I've said this recently, but I'm questioning everything. What if, bum bum bum, what if the Ayatollah Khomeini was right. (laughs) Let's assume for a minute that America actually is the great Satan. And I'm not just talking about the American empire, Vietnam and Korea and (laughs) Guatemala and Honduras, Bolivia, Chile, Dominican Republic, Panama, Somalia, Zaire, Iran, (laughs) Afghanistan, let's see, what else? Iraq, of course, Libya, Syria. Let's just put all that to the side. I'm talking more about culture. You know, all the amazing, wonderful things America has exported culturally. You know, like, like McDonald's and Coke and third wave... Feminism. You know, those things. Our culture is... It's sick. (laughs) It's suicidal. Really, Matt? What makes you say that? Well, let's see. Our food is poison. Our modern architecture is hideous. We've lost every tie that binds us together. I don't know. Maybe I'm being too cynical. But from a distance, I think America is clearly a nation in decline. We're a nation in despair. Look at our rates of suicide, of of depression, of anxiety, of obesity, of drug abuse, of opioid abuse. What kind of future does America have? We're not getting married. We're not having children. We're not saving. We're just consuming. We're just consuming the resources built up by previous generations. We're piling up obligations in the form of hundreds of trillions, hundreds of trillions of dollars of unfunded liabilities and debt. Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid, and I think the national debt now is 25 trillion, maybe. So we're already spending the output of future generations. We're already selling our children and our grandchildren into indentured servitude before they're even born. Look, I'm part of this problem. I don't have kids. I don't have a plan to have children. I mean, I am part of the problem that I'm describing. But this is what I see. I see a country that has, I don't know how to put this, it has contempt maybe for the past, and it has very little hope apparently for the future. Why? What's gone wrong? Why is this happening? I don't know. Let me step back for a sec. I'm really big into freedom. I used to look at most issues through the lens of freedom. But more and more, my perspective has changed. My perspective more and more is that of the soul. What will best enable the creation of the soul? And yeah, I know there's no such thing as a soul technically, but I also know that doesn't matter. 
Because once I start looking from the perspective of the soul, things, well, things kind of fall into place. And I'm starting to realize that the key question about freedom rarely gets asked. Let me come back to that, okay? Here's a different question. It's the question I continue to ask myself. Should people have the freedom to destroy themselves? Should people have the freedom to destroy themselves? And then, let's say you think they should. Okay, should people have the freedom to destroy society? Are people a part of society? Or are they just, you know, completely atomized, isolated, cut off, without connection, their actions without consequence, without effect? I don't have answers (laughs) for these questions. Here's what I think. I think we need to maximize long-term freedom. Not freedom in the moment, but total freedom over a lifetime. Because that is what enables you to develop your soul. Without choice... Without long-term freedom, you can't have agency. Without agency, you can't follow your own path. And if you can't follow your own path, then you can't create your soul. Following someone else's path doesn't work no matter how well, <laughs> no matter how well you follow it. So I think it's long-term freedom that has to be the focus. Because short-term freedom, freedom in the moment, well, that's just following the orders of your hind brain. And, you know, I don't think that's even freedom. That's just slavery to your base instinct. I mean, I think that's what original sin means. Original sin means renouncing your agency as a human being and handing it over to your to your evolved animal impulses. It means having no self-control. Here's another question. When someone applauds self-destructive behavior because, you know, freedom, ask yourself, what happens next? What happens next? And you know what happens next. Consequences. Don't consequences suck? You like to drink? What happens next? Before you know it, you're an alcoholic. You like to party? What happens next? Before you know it, you're an addict. You like nice things? What happens next? (laughs) Before you know it, you're a slave to the paycheck. One easy downward step at a time, our habits become chains. Our habits become chains and we end up slaves Slaves to lust, to greed, to envy, to sloth. Freedom, real freedom, long-term freedom, requires discipline. I know, I know, boring, but it's necessary because otherwise it's just self-destruction and slavery. What happens next after everyone decides to do whatever the fuck they want right now? Whatever feels good, man. What happens next after everyone decides they would much rather consume than produce? What happens next after everyone decides that discipline and and self-control is, it's too hard, it's too much work? What happens next after everyone decides that someone else should take care of them? 
what happens next after society encourages people to act this way? When society denies that consequences even exist, and if they do exist, you know, someone else should pay for them. How does such a society survive? Impossible. It's impossible. The lords of karma are real. And that sucks. It sucks that they're real, but they are. Consequences are real. They can be delayed, but they can't be avoided. The bill comes due. Anyway, (laughs) that's all I got this week. I'll catch you later.